I greet you to uh, this new year, this being the very first day, the year of our Lord, 2023. It's hard to believe, isn't it, how quickly time goes. I can't think of a better place to start the new year than to be in the house of the Lord. Can you? I know Brother Denny mentioned how wonderful it was to be here in this place on Christmas Day. And I couldn't agree more there as well. I welcome you, my brethren, and I welcome you to this uh, time of worship. And I trust, saints, that you came prepared today, that you have uh, petitioned your Heavenly Father in behalf of uh, yourselves in seeking repentance, that you might be worthy to reach forth your hand and to partake today. It's what it requires. For before us, under this cloth, is the body broken and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in the form of these emblems. And we do today that which He commanded us to do as the body of Christ, to meet together often and partake of this sacrament of the Lord's Supper. What a joyous occasion it is. And it is with this great joy that I have in my heart that I welcome you today. I'd like to read to you a uh, scripture. It's our theme scripture for today. And it's out of the second book of Nephi in the third chapter. And I, uh, I call this, I have it written in my scriptures, Nephi's Psalm. It very much reminds me of the Psalms that David wrote. Only these words were penned by Nephi. And I think it provides some good counsel to us as we begin our year. Before I do that, let me just share with you, um, as you're looking in your bulletins, a mistake that Joe made in preparing them. Our brother Mike Estel is bringing the spoken word today, and not brother Steve Willie. If I'd have looked at my schedule that I had prepared correctly, I would have gotten that right. So I ask your forgiveness for that. I've already asked Mike to forgive me for my mistake. Start the year off with a mistake, but at least I confessed my sins before you. Now let me read to you from Second Nephi chapter 3. For my soul delighteth in the Scriptures, and my heart pondereth them, and writeth them for the learning and the profit of my children. Behold, my soul delighteth in the things of the Lord, and my heart pondereth continually upon the things which I have seen and heard. Perhaps this is a theme for us this year, to ponder upon the things that we read and that we hear, that we together might draw closer to our Heavenly Father. Saints, let's sing together joyously 
O Jesus, the giver of all we enjoy, hymn number 24. Father who art in heaven, we count it a great joy and privilege to gather into this your house, this day for a very special purpose, to remember this Jesus Christ, his life, his purpose, and even that great and last and infinite sacrifice. Father, we would pray that uh, thy kind and gentle spirit might move amongst thy priesthood and thy people this day. Father, we pray that you might be with my brother Joe as he presides over this meeting, and my brother Mike as he breaks that bread of life, and that truly that we might be fed from on high even that meat. And Father, I trust that each one has come here with broken hearts, and contrite spirits, even in that uh, spirit of repentance, that uh, we might approach this table. And as we do this day, may uh, each broken heart be healed. And so, Father, we look forward to with great anticipation 
for this hour and would ask a Father's blessing upon it. And may each one be strengthened and edified, and may we have even a greater hope because of our risen Savior, even Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Good to see you on this new year, and I mean literally, because I can see better than I used to, but I still need reading glasses, so you'll bear with me a second. I'm going to read it to you out of King Mosiah, second chapter of King Benjamin speaking to his people. I think you're all familiar with it, but there's so much there, and you need to read it over and over again. And what I'm going to read to you today is that... uh, it says on verse 39, I say unto you, Woe be unto the man, for his substance shall perish with him. Then now I say these things unto you who are rich, as pertaining to the things of the world. I know many of us on this new year have many uh, things in our closets, and our garages, and our wherever, that is surplus. And I wouldn't want to pass away without getting rid of my surplus. So uh, I guess I better start working on that this year, and I pray that that would be the same to you. And today we're given to the poor, and anything you might have that might be given to the poor would be a a good and wonderful thing to do for our Lord and Savior on this day. Would you bow with me? Our great and merciful Heavenly Father, we do truly thank you for all your blessings and what you provide for us. This is truly still a rich nation, and we truly still have much surplus and much to give. And I would pray, Father, that you would bless these offerings, that it might be spent and used for the purposes that you intend. And I give praise, honor, and glory to thy Son, in whose name I pray today, even Jesus the Christ. Amen.
I'd like to testify to you that for myself personally, there's absolutely no greater influx of the Holy Spirit than when this body of men meet together in the fellowship hall and form a circle and intertwine our arms and have a prayer offered over this body and over this service. Uh, it's the most powerful experience that I'm, I'm aware of for myself. Uh, I hope that someday you all get to feel that same influx of the Spirit. It's in that spirit that I greet you this morning in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We made it through Christmas. Thank goodness. Santa Claus has returned to the North Pole. And praise the Lord, he took with him those bone-numbing temperatures. And I pray to the Lord that he'll keep those temperatures at the North Pole for the rest of this year and even into next year. And I probably would be remiss if I didn't say Happy New Year to you. But I'd also like to say Happy New Month, Happy New Week, and Happy New Day. Because every day we get to start over, don't we? So Happy New Year. By now, all of our gifts have been, the bad ones have been returned, exchanged, refunded. <clears throat> all the good ones that aren't broken, the news probably already worn off of them. <clears throat> or we just haven't figured out how to program them just yet or how to operate them electronically. But the greatest gift of all remains our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. No returns, no refunds, and no exchanges. And if we let Him, He reigns over our life. If we let Him, He is our Master. If we believe in Him, He's our Savior. And He remains. As Brother Joe said, it's very appropriate that the new year begins on the day of the sacrament service. I believe that every new year should begin with a sacrament service. No better way to start the year than to come here and remember Him. In a few short minutes, I promise, in a few short minutes, you're going to hear some scriptures read. Joe referred to the scriptures and how Nephi loved those scriptures. And the prayers that you're going to hear read over these emblems are Scripture. Most of you are aware of it from the Doctrine and Covenants, 
17th section. Because they're scriptures, we read them. We don't do it from memory. It's always read so that we get it exactly right. Because it's a sacred thing, these scriptures. Those prayers are a blessing upon the emblems. The prayers bless them. I'm not going to read them either because they're for a specific purpose. And so to read them here would be denying that purpose. And so I'm going to just review them just a little bit, but not read them. The prayers are a blessing over the emblems. And they're blessed so that when you partake of them, it causes you to remember. This we do in remembrance of the body and the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I want you to remember that. We do this in remembrance. But a little further down in those prayers, and I want you to listen to them when they're read. I want you to listen and really concentrate on what's being said. Because a little further down, it also says that these emblems are being blessed so that when you partake of them, you are witnessing. You become a witness to God. I do solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God. That's what witnesses do. They come to tell the truth. I believe it wasn't too long ago Brother Steve Willie referred to this. Now, what are we witnessing? The prayers tell us what we're witnessing. Before I say this, I want you to know that nothing that I say today is intended to dissuade you from partaking of the emblems. I wholly, wholeheartedly encourage you to partake of the emblems. Remember when doing, though, and when you hear these prayers, you're going to think about this, you're witnessing to God that you do always remember Jesus Christ and the sacrifices that He made for you. That you do always remember. Not just some of the time. Not just when you come to church. Not just when you pray over your meals. But that you always remember Him. This is not easy. And I can... I can testify to you that I'm probably the worst of all. I don't always remember Him. But there are ways that we can go about remembering Him always. This doesn't mean 
that you have to live your life the way that Tibetan monks do. Completely isolated and totally, totally, uh, constantly worshiping uh, the Lord. With their little incense burners on the chain that they swing and things like that. This is not, this is not what this means. It doesn't mean that you can't live your life. It doesn't mean that you can't raise your children to enjoy their lives. It doesn't mean that they can't participate in sports and that you can't be a parent who watches them during those sports. It simply means that you have to have Jesus Christ first and foremost in your thinking, in your thoughts. Now I want to stop right at this point and let you know that the message that I'm giving you today is the message that the Lord wanted you to hear. I tried to change it. Three different times. And all three times, he confirmed to me that this was the message. And I can testify to you that Satan is working just as hard to keep you from hearing this message. There's a real battle going on. But I know that the message is true. First and foremost, in your mind... One of the confirmations that I got was from a, a little book of daily devotions. I found it in my father's things when we cleaned out his apartment. My father, by the way, is doing well. He's in the nursing facility. He's 96 years old. Uh, he's doing okay. But in this daily devotional book, one of the, one of the times that I got confirmed... I said, no, I, I don't think this is the right. And so I was looking at this daily devotion, and I thought, is this really the book I want to use? It's written in first person, like Jesus Christ was talking to you. It's, it's supposed to be Christ's words to you on a daily devotional situation. The first time, I just opened it up to the middle of the book, and it fell open, and what it talked about there was exactly what I was supposed to talk to you about today. About Always remembering Jesus Christ and His sacrifice to you. Then, this morning, still needing confirmation, I opened it up to the first day. The first day of the book. And this is what it said. It said, Come to me with a teachable spirit, eager to be changed, a close walk with me is a life of continual newness. Do not cling to old ways as you step into a new year. Instead, seek my face with an open mind. Seek my face with an open mind, knowing that your journey with me involves being transformed by the renewing of your mind. And there it was. That, by the way, is from Romans 12 too. 
transformed by the renewing of your mind. As you focus your thoughts on me, be aware that I am fully attentive to you. I see you with a steady eye because my attention span is infinite. I know and understand you completely. My thoughts embrace you in everlasting love. I also know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Give yourself fully to this adventure of increasing attentiveness to my presence. Increasing attentiveness. Increasing increasing having him first and foremost in your mind. All of the things that you do, all of the things that you participate in on a daily basis, you need to have Jesus Christ first and foremost in your mind. That's pretty hard to do. When, you're, when your child is, is leading cheers or, or, or kicking a soccer ball or, 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 or singing in the choir... How do we keep him first and foremost in our thoughts? It's so difficult. One of the ways is to form a picture in your mind. Do you have a picture of Jesus Christ, a favorite picture that you can always call into your mind at any time? This is a good one. This would be a, a perfect picture to have in your mind at all times. The, the one in the hall uh, talking about the, uh, him knocking on your door. But my favorite picture, the one I go to the most, is him on the cross. Beaten. Bruised and bloodied. About to die for your sins. Not the picture of him hanging there in his pure whiteness. But the picture of him in his extreme redness as his blood flowed. It's a picture that you can bring to your mind. It's easy. Sometimes, in order to think about Him, why not a song? A simple song. Jesus loves me. It's pretty easy to conjure that one up, isn't it? Just about any time. You can sing to your... And some of you probably don't take to singing to yourself very often. But some of you do. And even if you don't, you can remember the words, Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. And you can do that anytime. When somebody cuts you off in traffic, Jesus loves me. Jesus loves you. Should be the first thought that comes to our mind, shouldn't it? When we've been wronged, especially. He needs to be first and foremost in your thoughts. And in your mind. Oftentimes when I'm trying to sleep, I usually pray myself to sleep. Some people say that you shouldn't do that because you don't get to say amen. But I enjoy praying myself to sleep. 
But oftentimes my mind wanders. And it's not too long before in the middle of my prayer I'm off thinking about mashed potatoes or something. And, 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 and then I stop myself and I say, you were praying to Jesus Christ. You're praying to God through Jesus Christ. How can you possibly be thinking about something else? And then I'll try again. And, and oftentimes I just resort to saying, Lord, my mind is, is amiss. Please just look into my heart and find my prayer there. And then I turn to song. Sometimes it's one of the ones I've written. Sometimes it's so songs. Songs are easy. Jesus loves me. How great thou art. I sing that one a lot. Songs are easy. You, can, you know them. Jesus Christ should be first and foremost in your thoughts. And then, if you recall, Brother Joe read the theme scripture for the week from, from Nephi. Nephi saying how much he enjoyed and loved the scriptures. How about calling a scripture to your mind? It's pretty easy. Brother Joe passes out a, a memory scripture, a memorization scripture every month. It should be easy to recall those at any time, especially when you're under stress. Don't reach down here. Reach up here. Find a scripture. Bring it to your mind. Last Wednesday, for those of you who are here, you'll remember this. Brother Rick Rogers brought a testimony about his 40-year-old granddaughter and how she sometimes is fearful. And he refers to the scripture in Deuteronomy that says, be strong and be of good courage. Fear not. Simple. Simple scripture. The ones Joe gives you is, are usually pretty long. So they may be a little harder to memorize. How about this one? From the book of John. Jesus is with Lazarus' sisters. Lazarus has been dead almost four days. Shortest scripture in, in, in the book. It's a real easy one. Jesus wept. That We can certainly use that one a lot these days, can't we? Every time we see something that is distressful. And I can tell you, brothers and sisters, Every time one of you suffers, it breaks my heart. Every time I see a story about a child who suffers needlessly, it breaks my heart. I weep. I weep. And it's easy for me to say, Jesus wept.
I have favorite scriptures. The 133rd Psalms is one of my favorites. I've told you that before. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Behold how good and how pleasant. That's an easy one to conjure. You can bring that up anytime. When you're watching your children play in a, in a game, when you're teaching them something new, that's a good one. When you're trying to understand things, behold how good and how pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. Another of my favorites from Nephi. The last chapter of Nephi. I glory in plainness. I glory in truth. I glory in my Jesus. For He hath redeemed my soul from hell. An easy one. We can do this. We can do this. And I tell you, I'm not one to make New Year's resolutions. I just don't do that. But I can promise you that I resolve. As of this very minute, I resolve to do the very best that I can to remember Jesus always. As you heard in the prayer service this morning, I will try to do better. I wish for you a happy new year, happy new month, happy new week, a happy new day.
And when the disciples had come with bread and wine, he took of the bread and brake and blessed it. And he gave unto the disciples and commanded that they should eat. And when they had eaten and were filled, he commanded that they should give unto the multitude. And when the multitude had eaten and were filled, he said unto the disciples, Behold, there shall one be ordained among you, and to him will I give power that he shall break bread and bless it, and give it unto the people of my church, unto all those who shall believe and be baptized in my name. Saints, we endeavor to be obedient to every word that proceedeth from the mouth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And those words that I just read came directly from Him, from our Savior, by way of instruction to the Nephites. And we today follow this same pattern. The bread and the wine is before us. The bread has been broken. You've witnessed this this morning. And now as we are commanded to kneel before Him with the church and call upon the Father in solemn prayer, would you join me, saints, while the prayer is offered over the bread? Shall we kneel? O God, the Eternal Father, we ask Thee in the name of Thy Son, Jesus Christ, to bless and sanctify this bread to the souls of all those who partake of it, that they may eat in remembrance of the body of Thy Son, and witness unto Thee, O God, the Eternal Father, that they are willing to take upon them the name of Thy Son, and always remember Him, and keep His commandments which He has given them, that they may always have His Spirit to be with them. Amen. Did everyone receive their portion of the bread that desired to partake? Saints, then, would you kneel once again as the prayer is offered over the wine?
merciful God, the Eternal Father, we ask Thee in the name of Thy Son, Jesus Christ, to bless and sanctify this wine to the souls of all those who drink of it, that they may do it in remembrance of the blood of Thy Son which was shed for them, that they may witness unto Thee, O God, the Eternal Father, that they do always remember Him, that they may have His Spirit to be with them. Amen. Did everyone receive their portion of the wine that desired to partake? Let me share with you uh, something that was discussing this morning with Brother Steve Willie in the pastor's study as we made preparation for the services today. And, and he mentioned uh, the boat, the Evan- Evangelia. I probably said that wrong. I always seem to get that wrong. The gospel boat. And if you're not familiar with that, that was the boat that the church owned that was sailed by Joseph Burton to the South Pacific. And from there it carried different missionaries from island to island as they spread the good news of the gospel. And it just so happened that I was reading in church history today, actually the story of the church by Inez Davis about the South Pacific and how that boat carried those missionaries. What a coincidence that was. Brother Steve, wasn't a coincidence at all. I want to share with you about one of those missionaries. His last name was Gilbert. Brother Gilbert was a missionary. He and his wife were there in the Society Islands, and those islands were under French rule. And the French government gave our missionaries quite a difficult time over there. And uh, they endured, however. And he told of an experience where Brother Gilbert and his wife, um, they had to endure some serious hardships. There was a great storm that came across that island. He called it a tidal wave. I believe it was probably a... A uh, hurricane is probably the term that we would use. The winds were strong and the waves were high, and they went over the entire island. And he and his wife had to um, climb up into a coconut tree to be able to be saved from the waves. And it wasn't long, and the wind 
blew that tree over and they had to wade in waste deep water until they found another tree that they could climb up into and wait out the storm until morning. And I think he said that there was about 500 people in that small island that perished from that storm. And it wasn't just the storm that was the problem, but afterwards there was nothing left on that island. There were no homes. There was no food. There was no water. And Brother Gilbert uh, was quite an ingenious fellow, and he made a uh, a solar still to distill seawater into drinking water. And he saved the lives of many people by doing that and gained their respect. And so you can see, saints, if we would be the servants that our Lord desires us to be and use our ingenuity to help those that are around us, how it is that the Lord can then open up the gospel by our witness and our testimony. And I was thinking about uh, King Benjamin, and you know this uh, scripture well. He says, Behold, I say unto you that because I said unto you that I had spent my days in your service, I do not desire to boast, for I have only been in the service of God. And behold, I tell you these things that ye may learn wisdom, that ye may learn that when ye are in the service of your fellow beings, ye are only in the service of your God. You know, we've had a a very trying year this last year as a congregation. As Mike mentioned, when our people hurt, we all hurt. And we've had some tragedies that have happened this year. We've had those that we love very much that have passed on. And I know that uh, the Lord would have us to understand just as this missionary, Brother Gilbert, he didn't want to go through that hurricane any more than those islanders did. But he was there, and the Lord used that experience to bring about his purposes. We don't always understand the mind of God. Very rarely do we understand the mind of God. But if we would study what he tells us in his word, that if that his prophets have written for our benefit, we might understand a little bit of the call that we have to be in service to him and to our fellow man. I pray that this year coming, that the tragedies will be averted. I feel that uh, though we are in days of tragedy, And this world will experience that. And the only way for us to overcome is to remain faithful. And so that's my charge to you today, saints. Be faithful. Be in service in all humility 
and in all meekness, and the Lord will bless you. That is my prayer for this year for you. May God continue to be with us and direct our path. Son Jesus Christ, we draw close to this first service, the first day of this new year. And as we have been blessed by the sunshine rays coming through these windows into this very sanctuary, Lord, we're reminded that we measure time as we travel around the sun and we will turn the page of a calendar to start a new year. Help us to... uh, revolve our life around your Son. Help us to tune our ears to hear him speaking to us through the elements in which you have created. Help us to have a soft heart that we might uh, recognize your presence in our life, even in the times of trial. Praying, O God, that our lamps may be full of oil, And our wicks, they might be trimmed, that we might be those lower lights, that we might serve in those places in which we are dispatched, in the highways and byways of life. Help us, O God, to be a light in this world, not of a light of our own, but the light of your Son, Jesus Christ. 
Help us to bring people into that safe harbor this year, that refuge of salvation that is only in and through the light of your Son, Jesus Christ. I thank you so much, dear Lord, for the promises. We thank you, Lord, in advance for the blessings you've yet to bestow. Give us strength to endure the days that are before us. Give us hope to see the days of the future of eternity, which we will be no measure of time, will be no measure of day, but be forever in your presence. We thank you for the promises of life. So I ask a blessing and a benediction upon this time now that each home would be blessed until we meet again in the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.